She's alive. Alive! What's up, you guys, and welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Ellie. And I'm Caroline. And we're here. We're here. Doing our best. (laughs) This is our third attempt. This is our third attempt to record this episode. We tried to record it with Grace, who is in Colorado, and it just just did not go well. We could not... We couldn't get the mic synced up, the Skypes. It was... We're going to get it. We're going to get it for next week, but this week... Caroline and I are going to try to bring this one home. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. I, we got through like almost all of my story before we realized what, what we had done. Before we realized that we were simply recording into my MacBook microphone that sounded like we were recording on a potato. And also that Grace was hiding in a closet during her mother's birthday party. So that just... She couldn't. She couldn't wait any longer. So she she couldn't try to record a third time with us. She so, had to go. I mean, which is honestly pretty rude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who would choose their mother over their podcast? I mean, the nerve. The priorities that she has. She really needs to straighten them out. But anyway. Anyway, we've made it. We've made it. Um. So here's a leading question that we've. I just randomly came up with that we haven't asked each other three times before, but. If you could stay in any haunted house that's like a literal haunted house that's like had ghost sightings, what would it be? I think mine wouldn't be a house, but it would be a place. Haunted New Orleans has always been something that's really interested me. But there's this one bar, and I should have looked it up because we've had three times to look this up, and I didn't. (laughs) Um, I think it's called, like, the Moonshine or something with the word moon in it. And it's supposedly, like, the most haunted place in New Orleans. And if you live in New Orleans, and I'm totally wrong, you can tell me to go fuck myself in your car while you're listening to this. But um, it's... (laughs) The moonstone, the moonshine, something moon, blue moon. I like just had an image of you like, go fuck yourself in my car. <laughs> so you just like open up your car door and Ellie's there with like a vibrator. It's like, what? I'm just here for you. You, you asked me to do it. Happy and- Pride Month, bitches. <laughs> it's Pride Month. <laughs> this is me. If you don't want me to use my vibrator in your car, you're homophobic. Then you can get the fuck out of your own vehicle. <laughs> Um, that's- so anyway, but it's supposedly the, like the basement supposed to be one of the most haunted places. I've you two wormholed it where people Ooh. it's like a lot of ghost hunters go. It's specifically the basement. Yeah, I think I've seen a ghost hunters episode mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, exact and it's place. every time I would like look in like in that direction. There's some heavy shit down there, and I'm like. I love it. You just get that like weird feeling where mm -hmm. you're like, something's not right. I know. And there's some shit went down there. Again, I'm so well prepared, Mm -hmm. but that's where, (laughs) that's where I'd want to go. I don't know about houses. I feel like that's too, I'd be inviting a demon in. Yeah. You know? That's understandable. Yeah. Because, I mean, even just going there to party for a night would be a good time. Like, just get real drunk with the ghosts. Just see what happens. uh, That reminds me of, like, the kid who, like, murdered his parents and then partied in the house. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Twisted. But it kind of goes with our theme this week. Anyway, what would you 
What house would you like to go or party in? Let's change it to party in. What house would I like to go? <laughs> Definitely, I want to party in the Winchester Mystery House. Oh my I god! I want to party so. I mean, why don't they just like rent that out for weddings? I would just like get married specifically to. Do I like asked if the house was still alive? <laughs> Is it still alive? <laughs> I, I think it's still alive. It's still up. It's still ready. It's there. Is that house still breathing? You can definitely take tours of it because my friends who like grew up in LA mm-hmm. would like go take tours of it all oh the time. Oh my god! Or like god. with like school and stuff, which is like so what's kind cool. of cool ass ghost hunting school did you go to? Seriously, can you? As an educator, should I open up? Yes. A ghost hunting conservatory? Absolutely, you should. Uh, should. If they're going to do all these magnet schools, one of them might as well be ghost hunting themed. I think we're on to something, number one. Number two, I just want to say that the Winchester movie was like one of the worst movies that Grace and I have ever seen and we walked out of the theater. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but With, that's... um, what's her face? Is it Meryl? Not Meryl. Um, oh. Hot ass old lady. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> had to be Helen Mirren. There's no one with a set of tits like, like Helen no, Mirren. No, there's shirt. Ugh. <laughs> God, Jeez. happy Pride Month. Happy Pride <laughs> Month. Happy, cel- actually Pride Month, we're changing it. It's no longer Pride Month. It's just a celebration of Helen Mirren's beautiful rack. <laughs> Her like 75-year-old perky as hell tits. Ow. Ow. And they're, Ow. they're real, ladies and gentlemen. Of course they're real. I've seen pictures of her from the sixth. I mean, that woman. Ugh. Anyway. Should we just make this podcast? <laughs> this is no longer a spooky podcast. It's just a Helen Mirren fan podcast. What's she doing? She went to Starbucks this morning. It's us just having aneurysms about <laughs> Helen Mirren. Oh my God, look at this picture of her. She's so beautiful. Um... Yeah, so I think might be the Winchester Mystery House because a partying there would be fun, and b I feel like the ghosts aren't. I feel like they're benevolent. They're not gonna yeah. like. They're not gonna come up and like try to fuck with me. Like they're yeah. just gonna like like spook around. I agree. Move some. They're just stuff. gonna do some spooky things. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be like spending a night in like the haunting house, but like no one dies. Yeah, that's like how I would imagine. Spooky, where like the giant lion comes out of the fireplace <laughs> and doesn't somebody's head get chopped off yes yes isn't that movie with Catherine zeta jones yes. she also has a fabulous fabulous rack, rack. <laughs> old women over 40 with fabulous racks that's <laughs> the topic of today's podcast who that's else our, you can catch uh, more of that on our other podcast <laughs> christina applegate wonderful rack. over 40 racks cheers cheers <laughs> you can catch us on <laughs> itunes stitcher yeah, Podbean. Uh, you know, support us on Patreon and you'll get the uh, Patreon-only podcast, which is Over 40 Racks with, with Ellie and Caroline. This, this third attempt is already off the rails. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what's, anyway. our, what's our topic today? Because So, in the fashion of murdering your parents and partying in, in their house, that's not funny. No. I'm just laughing because Caroline was choking on her LaCroix. Um, which, by the way, LaCroix stocks have plummeted. Oh, but I still support you, LaCroix. Um, Listen, I've been there since the beginning. I've yeah. been drinking this shit since like 2005. She's been there since she was in diapers. I was, yes, I was in diapers. <laughs> I was like, I had an incontinence issue when I was 15. So, <laughs> Oh, no judgment if you pee your pants. No, Only I'm the sorry. cool kids pee their pants. That's um, so... We are going to do something that we were we were trying to come up with something spooky, but then we got on the subject of the just unbelievable Chris Watts. And we I think we actually started it talking about body cams. Yes. Because I 
I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Body Cam. Have you ever watched it? No. Holy shit. Holy shit. Stephen McCabe, my father, turned me into... And I hate to bring this up on my own podcast, but for all, for those of, most of you probably listen to the podcast, My Favorite Murder. I would say my dad is like just the OG murderino. When I was like, I don't know, like five or six, my dad was watching like operating shows and I, and then he would watch like Law and Order, Forensic Files, all that crap. And then my dad is obsessed with the ID channel and he texts me, he's like, you have to watch this show called Body Cam. It's unbelievable. And all it is, it's on ID. It's just the craziest body cam situations. It is so hard to watch. Like, my chest is tight the whole time. Yeah, I mean, what a stressful fucking it's job. It's so, and it's like, and I'm like this, like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. And I'm like, motherfucker, look at the people. These people are actually wearing the body cams. And the people who wore the body cam, like, m- a couple of them, the people wearing the body cams do die. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, oh they God. don't. It's really sad. They show people. They don't show people dying, but they like will have. They'll say like, this is what happened. This after. is what happened afterwards. They, what states. Like, this is what I was thinking when I was watching all the Chris Watts body cam mm-hmm. stuff was like, how how am I seeing this? Because like, we don't see body cam footage of like a lot. Like, no, this isn't like a normal no. thing. Colorado must have some crazy laws around like right to know or something. Yeah, there's like, like it's and a lot of them. I think there's like certain laws. And if you're a police officer or know someone, email us and tell us. But I know there's laws around like some states they have to have them on. And some states the officer has the option to turn it on mm-hmm. or not. So I don't know. There, I think there's like sketchy laws or like, like even if you can turn it on or off though. Like I just feel like the like I don't see much like Chicago. Like when you watch a no. show, is like Chicago on there? No, ever? it's yeah. never. It's always like rural. Because I would assume like Illinois ha- must have some laws against yeah, that or like it's, laws it's against rural. releasing it. It's rural, but the cr- there's like cr- there's like ones that are like crazy. Like there was one where a cop found a guy walking on the side of the road and he just seemed like a regular guy, and then literally within a split second he pulls a knife out of his bag and comes charging at the police officer like it's just the craziest shit and then there's there's ones where you like see there was a there was an episode and i don't want to spoil them all for you but there was an episode where you see a guy's it's some of them are are like dash cams Mm -hmm. too this cop's dash cam caught the cop being shot 14 times and the guy is just standing over his body and shooting him and he survives what he survives holy fucking it's like shit. so riveting you guys you have to watch the show the new season kind of stinks it's because on ID. it's on id yes. the new season kind of stinks because they don't it's different they like talk throughout the whole thing instead of just letting it play mm-hmm. and then whatever but it's so good and then always at the end like the person who you think is dead comes and sits down and they're not and you're like <gasps> yes it's so if you live for this shit you will love the show body yeah. cam fair warning it is very hard to watch yeah but Basically, body cam footage and people on camera, guilty-ass people on camera trying to act like they're not guilty as fuck. That's exactly. That's exactly correct. Because Chris Watts, our dear friend, has an ID special of his own coming out next week, we thought it would be good timing to just cover that story really quick because I fell into, as I'm sure that most of us who are interested in anything related to death... Spooky, real life horror. Real life shit. Um, I fell into a YouTube hole with the Chris Watch shit 
um, last week Mm -hmm. on like a Tuesday and was up until three in the morning and had the worst fucking nightmares of all time. Was literally like screaming. I woke myself up screaming twice. Oh my God. And Jason was like, you cannot. I don't blame you. Like, he was just like, can you not? You have to stop doing this before bed. Like, why? Why? Well, the other (laughs) night when, after we decided what we were going to do, I have the YouTube app on my TV in my bedroom. So on a big TV, I was making Emily watch videos of the guy that I'm doing. And she was like, can we put friends can we on now? Can not watch this? And you're like, no, we're going to keep it. And I was like, give me five more minutes. Look at his hair. It's so poofy. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was like, babe, it's time to go to, I was like, shut up. And like the thing with this, like the thing with the footage of this is that it's like, it's not objectively scary looking at it. Like nothing scary happens. It's right. just like right. knowing that he had just hours before murder. Okay. So let's, let's get just, into it. Let's jump yes. right into it. Perfect I'm doing segue. the story of Chris Watts who killed his wife, Shanann, who was like 15 weeks pregnant um, with his son, Nico, and his two daughters, who were both under the age of four, which is the worst fucking thing I can imagine. so sad. And like, anyone who's ever spent any time, even if it's like two seconds around a child, like, I would fucking die to protect any child. I don't care what a shithead you are. Like, kids are the worst, but like, I would literally, any child and any dog. No, absolutely. Even, Even some of my students who sometimes I just want to say, I hate you when I really don't I would not like I would do anything to keep my children safe even if at that moment they were trying to stab me I would still try to keep them safe so like the idea of like killing a child and then killing your own child is probably the most that's probably the thing that gives me the most nightmares it's real life horror fucking do that so this was last August they live in Colorado um I'm not sure what I think he works at he worked at an oil rig out in the middle of the state, out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And Shanann was a part of a multi-level marketing company called Thrive. and Which is like, like similar to like It Works. Yes. Herbalife. Yes. So What's I... What's the other one? What's the one DeVos is in? Um, oh, Amway. Amway. Betsy DeVos's family, our secretary of education, owns Amway. So that's cute. And as part of the reason, her family is a huge part of the reason why these things are legal. And because they have been... She can go fuckers. Paying a shit ton of money for the past, like, 50 years to lobby our lawmakers against putting any regulations on this industry. So... Unbelievable. If you know anything about me, I'm, like, super fucking obsessed with MLMs. I I went into a whole hole in the last recording that we tried to make about this. But if you want to know more about them, read the article that I wrote for Vice last October called How to Get a Friend Out of an MLM. And also I'm going to read it. It's great. I mean, it's not that great. But I didn't know. Like, before we talked about this, like, I didn't know. I should also... There's a really good John Oliver episode that you should watch about it i think he i think it's about herbalife okay and it's really really i mean he does a really good job much better job than i did who's the (laughs) one who sells like viagra um oh the coffee the viagra coffee Mm -hmm. one so that i don't remember what the name was but for uh, this was a couple years ago but they there was this mlm company (laughs) so basically multiple marketing companies work by you don't actually really make money off of selling the product for the company like you're the person you're the main customer they just are looking from like sellers to buy the product so um so the way that you make money in a multi-level marketing company uh, allegedly because the truth is that if you join it 99.7 percent of people who join multi-level marketing companies lose money um seriously yes Yes. Then why do they keep doing it? Because it's like you're just selling a lie in a dream. Hey, and, girl, want to be on my team? Yeah. <laughs> and like all of those people. No, that bitch, are you're the reason I got off Facebook. Constantly posting on social media. The way that you, 
if you're making money in a multi-level marketing company, it's because you're exploiting the people underneath you. So they're pyramid schemes or straight up pyramid schemes. Yeah. You make money by recruiting people and you get like a portion of their sales, which is just them buying shit because you cannot move this product it's because un- all the products are yeah. shitty. Right. Like, the makeup stuff is bad. The skincare stuff is bad. The shit that Shanann was doing, which is called Thrive, is a weight loss one. And it's just patches that are not regulated by the FDA. It's just cocaine. And that yeah, are probably just cocaine. And Chris actually said that he was wearing two at once, like in the weeks leading up to this. Shut so. the fuck up. Up. That is not an excuse to murder your family, but I'm sure it didn't help. So, oh my god, okay. Anyway, so basically, Shanann is in this multi level marketing company. I don't know it, whether she was making money or not. I would assume, based on the statistics, she was probably losing money because mm-hmm. these companies prey on women, specifically like stay at home moms yeah. who want to make money, and but they also don't want to leave their kids and maybe can't afford babysitters. And right. The saddest thing about them is that, like, it's women that, like, really can't afford to be pulled into this stuff get just, like, sucked into this, like, you're going to be a millionaire within six months, like, well, and it's like, no, you're not. You're going to lose probably a $1,000. Right. Well, it's other women telling them, like, I was just like you. Mm -hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom. And it's like, they don't look, I mean, they... It's very believable. I could see see how someone could get sucked into that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... So her job basically is to like be on the phone all the time because like in the multi-level marketing culture that we have now, I don't know, you probably have friends on Facebook who are in one of these and they're constantly posting vi- live videos. Big, Rodan and Fields. Rodan and Fields. That yep. was a big one. They One of the things is that like you're supposed, you're like very, very much encouraged to post constantly on social media. Yeah. And constantly. So Shanann... The reason why this case is so fucking interesting is because you can literally watch all of this shit happen from start to finish, minus the actual murders. That's like the one thing that's missing, which is good. I don't actually want to watch children being killed. Shanann was constantly posting on Facebook and constantly making Facebook videos and, you know, just talking about her. Like, she'd be trying to sell the product, but also she'd end up talking about her life. Like, you can go on YouTube and watch hours and hours and hours of just Shanann, like, her Facebook posts and she'll be sitting on the porch like with her kids talking about the product or she'll just be talking about her marriage or she'll be talking about and a lot of it is like (sighs) you're it's like you when you watch it you kind of see your friend who like married a little bit young and is like a suburban mom and is like kind of it seems like she's kind of unhappy but like she's really talking up her life she's like I love my husband so much he's amazing yeah she's like trying to make the best of everything so on June 11th 2018, she records a video surprising Chris with news that she's pregnant for a third time. And in this video, he seems like genuinely very excited. He's like, oh my God, that's so great. Like, I guess you get what you pray for. Like, this is so great. He is in some of these videos and he is very much feeding into this narrative Mm -hmm. that they have this like perfect, perfect life. Wonderful picture, perfect marriage, which is what a lot of their friends said about them too. Like, they were the perfect couple. I didn't see any problems with them. They're both really attractive. They're both really. They were. I mean, they're both beautiful. Yeah. So on June 14th, she records a video of her four-year-old Bella singing a song about how much she loves her dad. Mm Mm-hmm. On June 14th, also, Chris Watts enters his coworker Nicole Kessinger's contact information into his phone. And Nicole Kessinger, in about a couple weeks, becomes his smash buddy. So he's on the side, smash buddy. On June 17th, Kessinger told police that sometime before Father's Day, Chris had told her that he was married, but he was separated and getting a divorce. And it was kind of a messy thing because they had kids and his wife was pregnant. She told them all that. He told her all that stuff, but they were not separated. Right. Um, and the, I just, 
like no judgment, but a little bit of judgment because he ended up murdering his family. Ugh. There's just so many red flags that this girl was like, hell yeah, yeah let's do it. Like, yeah. no. I mean, just like maybe avoid dating married men. Just at, like, in be general. Like, how about how about you get divorced first and then you come and then we'll talk and like about I want to see the paperwork and I want to know that it's legal. Let's just make that just across the board. Yeah, let's just say blanket. Show me the paperwork. Yeah, and then we can then we can bang just so I know you're not gonna murder your wife. Yeah, because like and like also like maybe have a talk with him before and be like just listen if you're still married that's cool but like if you want to be with me just get a divorce and don't let's like let's, marry anyone. let's not have murder yeah let's just like, on the table like let's just not have let's it on just the keep table. all the parties alive in yeah. this situation and then we'll we'll go from there yeah because i'm just like as much as i like talking about murder i don't really want to date a murderer right that's not, not 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 right now no not now maybe when i'm older yeah you know maybe <laughs> spice things up <laughs> June 27th, Shanann takes her daughters on a five-week vacation to North Carolina. And while she's gone, Chris starts up a full-blown smash fest with Nicole. They are banging. Where does she think they are? Just away? Just... You know what? I'm going to make a statement. I think this woman knew what was going on. People do think that. People, like, a lot of people have... She's had to, like, go into witness protection. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, we'll get to that part of the story, but they basically start a big smash fest. They're talking all the time. They're going on dates. Then they go to they go on a date to a car museum. Uh, Shanann Watts makes four unanswered calls to her husband. So this whole time, she's starting to realize, like, when she comes back, she realizes, like, oh, he's, like, he didn't miss me at all he's acting really yeah. strange he's acting really distant he's checked out he went to a doctor's appointment with her and like she grabbed she tried to grab his hand while they were looking at the ultrasound and he pulled it away mm. she texted that to a friend and okay. she so she's because like there are receipts for everything yes, there are literally receipts for everything so she's texting her friends like i don't know what's going on he won't talk to me he's being really distant he's not the chris that i knew like he mm-hmm. literally seems like a different person I'm really scared. I think he's having an affair. Like, I don't know what to do. And the friends are like, no, just talk to him. So on August 9th, after all this has been happening and Shanann's been confiding in friends about, like, how bad things have gotten and she's been writing Chris letters and kind of just being like, I wish that things would, like, I just want to talk to you. Um, She leaves on a business trip to Arizona. She gives a friend this handwritten note that she had left her husband basically being like, I don't know how we fell out of compatibility. This is not basically. This is literally what it says. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know if we how we fell out of compatibility or if that is someone else's words. The only things that changed this month was everything going down with your family. I can't change what happened, but I can try to work things out with you and them. Um, our daughter's life is more important than this. So she's saying, like, we should try to work things out. I think she had a fight with her family while she was on vacation. Or his, with his family. His family. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So... Um, while she's on her business trip, um, she sends her a friend a draft of a speech that she plans to give to her husband after she returns to Colorado the next day. And this, it says, can you please tell me something? Because just like you, I'm in my head. I try to fix things and make them better. And this is making me crazy. I know that you need time. I want to give you what you're asking for and respect your space. I need some time. This place I'm in, in my head, it's not a good place. It's not healthy for me or Nico, who is, it's, that's what she was going to name the baby who she was carrying. He was a boy. Um, I need you to help me. I need you to give me a little bit of what I did or what I didn't do. I'm just going crazy in my head trying to figure this out. I know I can't fix this by myself. We are going to have to work together. Well, because she kind of feels like in the dark. Yeah, because she like he's acting so distant all of a sudden. She doesn't know what, what she did. 
she doesn't think she's like she tells her friends like I don't think he's seeing somebody else but I just really don't know what else it could possibly be just communicate with yeah. your fucking partner just like if you if don't act- tell her you are not in love with her anymore tell her you are leaving it's easier than going to prison forever it's a lot easier than killing three people right so she gets, she's all kind of geared up to talk to him. She wants to talk to him. She wants she to work to figure things it out. out. So at 1.48 a.m. on August 13th, she gets back from her business trip. Um, and a neighbor's surveillance camera captures her coming into the house. And keep the surveillance camera in mind because it plays in very deeply to the rest of the story. Latress on the menje. So her friend who had dropped her off from the business trip was supposed to drive her to a doctor's appointment the next morning because she had an ultrasound. And the appointment was at 9 a.m. and she never called her friend. And again, like, this is a woman whose entire job it is to be online and to be on her phone and to just be constantly available. And so, like, to not be answering texts and to not have your phone on is really strange. So the friend, the fucking hero friend, her name is also Nicole, I believe Atkinson or something. I should look that up. Um, She shows up at the house at around 11 being like, what's going on? She knocks on the door. Nobody answers. Shanann also had some sort of prenatal issue. Yes. Yeah. Like she was either like pre-diabetic or something. something. Yeah. Or she like, had some kind of like. What's it, is it pre, is preeclampsia when you have it during? Or is that high blood pressure? She had something like she that. She had something. Where they was, were worried. Yeah. So like, I mean, and being pregnant is a very difficult thing on anyone's body. Mm-hmm. So like just being pregnant in general is a medical condition. Right. So like. Right. She, her friend was worried that she'd fainted or something. So she Great. calls Chris and Chris is like, oh, she's at a play date with some friends. And then she calls her mom. Oh, so he, he said he, where. He, yes. He told her dang. that. And she was like, well, that's weird because like her phone's on and she's not texting me back. And, and her car she is here. And had a doctor's appointment. And she had a doctor's appointment and her car is here. So how is she at this play date? Oh, her fucking car is yeah. there. So then she calls Shanann's mom and Shanann's mom has a different story that Chris told her, which I don't remember exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but it was a different story than what he had. And so she was like, this is weird. So she goes, I'm calling the police yeah. for a wellness check. So this is where body camps come in. Because <gasps> our man, the police officer, shows the fuck up at the house wearing his body cam, turned on the whole time. And he knocks on the windows. He's like, what's going on here? He calls Chris. Chris is like, oh, I'll be back in five minutes. He says this every five minutes for an hour. He just is like, I'll be back in five minutes. He does not show up for an hour. When he finally shows up, you see this again. This is like a fucking reality show, but it it is real. You see this on the camera. He pulls up to the house. And instead of like rushing into the house to make sure his wife hasn't fallen over and hit her head... He opens up the back seat of his truck and starts like fucking around in the back seat for a couple minutes. With for nothing. For Literally. Nothing. He's really nothing. He's probably hiding like some bloodstained sheets or something. It's like that thing of when you like don't want to talk to somebody, so you pretend you're like either on your phone or like dicking around in your backpack, yeah. but really yep. you're just swishing your trapper and that's keeper and pencil. Pretty much around. what he does for the next like two hours where he goes inside the house, the police like come in, he find he he dicks around in the house for two minutes and then lets the police in. Right. And like you go in the house and it's like completely immaculate nothing seems out of place and chris just like is kind of just distracted texting not really doesn't seem concerned the friend is like do you think she might be at the pool he's like no i don't think so i don't like we don't it's kind of hot we don't need to go check and they're like dude like we cannot find your pregnant wife where is she we don't know where she is your kids are gone your wife is gone her car is the craziest part is like i gotta say if i were him i would have driven that car and dumped it somewhere yeah or dumped like 
done something but he wasn't think he really thought he had more time this friend the reason she's such a hero is that like if yeah she hadn't shown up like four hours after he murdered them basically like this was like hours after this happened yeah he he probably thought that he had time after work to like go and do take care of all of it but he didn't because she showed up right in the morning and was like where are you well maybe you should have known when your wife's goddamn doctor's appointments were yeah well you know so he goes into the bedroom and he's like, oh, I found her phone. And they're like, what? Her phone's there. Like, well, that that just ups it a, a notch being like, she's probably in trouble. Like, right. she wouldn't go anywhere without her phone. No. And she wouldn't go anywhere with the children without her phone, certainly. Mind you, at this point, let's just say that she and the girls were kidnapped out of the house. Because let's be real. That's not unrealistic. No, People get kidnapped it's out of It's possible. At this point, if my wife and children were gone and their my wife's phone was on the bed and my kids were gone yep i would be hysterical hysterical screaming crying get get the fuck in the car we're looking we're not stopping like screaming crying calling everyone i know texting everyone i know Telling the cop, like, let's get in the car. Everyone get in the yeah, car. Yeah, like, call back up. Like, have someone search the whole house. Like, yeah. let's find some security footage. Does anything. Some finger pr- ev- anything. He does none of that. He's just, like, very casual. He's like, I mean, we were having some problems, so she probably just left. Like, you know, he's, like, making a bunch of weird excuses that don't actually make any sense. He's like, well, the, the girl's favorite blankets are gone. So, I mean, she probably just, like, took them. And they're like, took them where? She didn't have a car. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And, like, it, in the the officer does a really good job, I will say, of, like, he doesn't yeah. let Chris know that he's on to him. No, he doesn't. He does a really good job of being, like, man, I can only imagine how you're feeling right now. Like, you must be so scared. And he's, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really scared. Yeah. And, like, there's a point where the officer makes to, right after he finds the phone, and he's, like, yeah, the phone's off. I don't know. First of all, the fact that he says the phone's off and not the phone's dead means that he turned the fucking phone right. off. Like, the phone... If you find a phone that is not on, you, you're like, this phone is dead because no one turns it's their dead. phones off. Yeah. Like, especially her. Especially her because that's her fucking job and her fucking life. Right. So he saying the phone is off. Okay. And then there's a point in the security footage where like the cop kind of like right after this happens reaches up to like call something in and he jumps. Like you see his yes. face. He's like, he like is like, oh my God, he's, he knows it's me and he's going to yeah. call it in. And then he's like, oh, he's not okay. Yeah. And then he like gets back and like. Then he goes and he's like, oh, her wedding ring's here too. So I guess she just, she must have left it here. So I guess she left me. And they're like, okay, but aren't you concerned about where she took your kids? Like, aren't you concerned about like. Where your daughters and your baby that's not born. So the friend is like, get at, at, when, when they find the phone, you see the friend's face and she's like, oh, something's wrong. And I think she realizes in that moment, I think she knew before because that's why she called the police. Right. She knew in that moment, like, something's wrong. And she was like, well, the neighbor said he had security footage, so let's go over and watch it. I just can't... I am just living for the fact that this woman wasted no time. I love her so She's like, I'm calling the cops. Yeah. I'm wasting no time. She's like, no. Like, I'm not gonna just sit here and wait for my friend to text me back. No. Like, she's a go-getter. She's a true friend. Her Her car's here. Her car's here. here. She has children. She's pregnant. I'm not fucking around. Right. And like he's her her husband told her mom and me two different stories. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? I'm yeah. calling the police. I'm sure murder wasn't the first thing on her mind, but at no. least she was like, "We're getting the cops no. involved." If you suspect anything about whatever, call the cops. Just put in the police report, have it in the system because like it's just better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. And in this case, I really think that he would have gotten away with it, or at least for a much longer time. I think so too. Without this woman, so they decide to go. 
next door to see the security footage that the neighbor has. And the neighbor has a security camera that's set up on his house that every time it detects motion. Was it, so was it the neighbor who came over and said, I have a camera? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure Chris Watts literally took a dump in his pants. Well, no, he knew that he had a camera, which is why he, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so they're like, they go over, the cop, Chris and Nicole, the, um, the friend, all go over to the neighbor's house and they play the security footage and the neighbor's like, okay, so this camera turns on every time, um, every time there's motion. So I, he was like, here's the camera when she comes home. You can see her getting out of the car and getting Mm -hmm. in. And he's like, and then the only thing that happens after that is Chris pulls his car into the garage like if, mm. at five in the morning and is loading something into his truck for about an hour. And the neighbor calls him out and is like, don't you usually load your car on the street? And Chris is like, yeah, I mean, I just had a lot of stuff to load this morning, so I just like decided to pull the car into the garage. Mm-hmm. Really, like it's probably because he knew that his neighbor had that camera, didn't want him to see anything. But you don't think about the fact that the camera's only going to show your wife coming home. Yeah. And not no, leaving. And not leaving. So, like, the neighbor's like, okay, so, like, the only thing is, like, that's it. Like, she doesn't leave at all. So, she really should still be in the house. I don't know how, like, this camera picks up everything. Like, yeah, any if, like, movement. a leaf blows by, like, this camera's picked up. So, like, a I whole need, family leaving. I want one of those. I know. I actually really want one. I actually need one mm-hmm. of those. Because, like, my neighbor, mm, shit gets <laughs> wild in my neighborhood. I had to, like, I work mostly from home. It was, like, 10 a.m. on, like, a Tuesday the other day. And I heard some commotion outside, so I look out my window, and there is a man that is punching a woman who is pushing a stroller in the alley. He's just, like, wailing on her. And, like, me, like, not thinking, this is just, like, my primal brain took over. I'm wearing an old man bathrobe and, like, have my hair like this. It's just, like, not... I'm, like, not looking like I'm ready to fight. But I open the door, and I go, hey, get the fuck off of her. I'm calling the police. And the guy's like, stay out of a bitch. And I was like, I would love to stay out of it, but you're basically yelling in my living room. And he was like, fuck you. And I was like, fuck you. I'm, I'm calling, calling the police. police. And then I slammed the door, and I was like, okay. That was, that was really choice. dumb. That was real. I, like, was like, that but was like, fucking stupid. Because he was You could have saved that mad. woman's life, though. I know. Well, who knows? Like, I don't know what was going on. I don't even know if there was a baby in the stroller. I don't know what was happening. Right. But, like, then he, he like, that actually did scare him. He scampered off. Then she sat on my front steps crying. And I was like, mm. okay, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to come out. But No, I, but... I, also, anyway. this has turned into an ASMR because I... We paused it and I brought out... We are... Cheese and jelly and, and some cheese pickles. And crackers. So... He lo- basically the because only this thing- is the third time we've this- recorded, and <laughs> Caroline's been here for three hours. I've been here for three hours, but that's pretty normal. I feel like there's always something. I know there's always something. I just got to get through this fucking. We got to get man. through this we gotta fucking get- story. It's such a lot. Okay, so it neighbor- is. There's a lot to it. There's a shit ton to it, and the thing that's crazy is that you can watch the whole thing. Yeah. So the neighbor is like immediately suspicious of him he's like you don't usually do that she didn't leave this is weird and so the they cop, know the cop does a, again an amazing job of being like you know what no like he's like okay chris why don't you go home and like call some people like i'm just gonna get this guy's information the moment that chris leaves the neighbor turns to him and goes and unloads there is something fucking there's something weird going on there's something fishy he's acting really strange i've never heard that man speak more than two words and all of a sudden he's over here being a chatty kathy because mm-hmm. he was he was like well maybe she's doing this and blah blah, blah. and he was pacing around he had his arms up above his head he wasn't watching the footage no. 
All he was doing was looking at his phone. Yeah, he was texting the whole time. The whole, and was it, didn't it come out later that he was texting the woman he I was having an affair with? I believe he was texting with? his mistress the whole time. Jesus! And Which leads me to believe that she fucking knew. Either that or he was just like, I need a, I need some, I need a distraction. I need to seem like I'm busy and like mm-hmm. I'm doing something. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to be texting. I'm going to be texting her. Yeah. So he, um, the neighbor is immediately like, listen, like you need to, and the cop is like, the, again, the cop does a really good job of being like, you know what? Like, he does not alert suspicion at all. He's just like, yep, you know, like, it's going to be fine. Like, we're going to figure it out. So they bring in Chris that night to interview him. And again, they're in the interview room. There's a camera and there's, you have, you can just watch it on YouTube. You can watch the yeah. entire police interview. And the, the first night, they're super it's nice. wild. They're like, I don't know why I do this, but sometimes I, <sighs> YouTube wormhole interrogation mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. I can't help it, but I do. And, like, sometimes I'm like, that's so fucked up. You can't do that. And other times I'm like, wow, these people are so smart. They, in this case, I am amazed by Me too. how well they do. Me too. So it's, they it's do, unreal. They kind of, they set him up to, like, come back the next day. They're like, listen, like, we're going to find her. We, we, of course, have to look at you, but, like, we know you didn't do it. They're doing, they're setting it up so that he doesn't think he's under suspicion. So the next day, he calls a fucking camera crew from a local news station to come to his house. And he does this batshit crazy interview where he's just like standing on the porch and just like, yeah, man, I just like have no inclination of where they like might be. No idea. I just like wish that they would like come back because like the house is like super lonely without them. It's that's the most bizarre part of the interview because at the end he was like, but if someone does have them, I just like want him back. Yeah, like he's. He's not acting... I mean, and again, you do not ha- know how you're going to act in these situations. No. So I don't want to say that, like, he's acting wrong or he's acting like anything. Like, you know, you might be really shell-shocked and numb. But, like, I know how I would react. I know how I react when, like, my boyfriend doesn't text me back and he's dry. Like, Same. When, and I'm like, he's dead. He's, I literally... He's in a car crash. It's He's burning on the side of the road. His phone is dead. Yeah. There's, he's never going to be found. Especially if Nella's with him. Like, this weekend, he went to Michigan with Nella. And he left at, like... 7 p.m. and it's like a four-hour drive and he forgot to text me when he got home and you're terrified and i was like the whole time the whole night i was like nella is she gonna be okay right like, you panic I, and i'm like i can't get a hold like it's just like it's pure panic yeah. inducing. and the way that i am like and it's not rational i don't act rationally and i'm also i also have an anxiety disorder so yeah. you know that's probably why i act like that but but like, anyone who has, anyone whose yeah. family is missing you freak the fuck out like you do and like i've seen i've been in situations with people where like they even think that they're children especially if you think that your children you don't know where your children are there's like a primal instinct that kicks in where you're just like what the fuck and you freak out i do that with my students yeah where i'm like for like 30 seconds on the playground i'm like where are they i this was like a couple weeks ago emily had a mri and she her appointment was at like six or something and it was like 9 30 and i hadn't heard from her yeah and so I was like, stay calm, stay calm, yeah. stay calm. But I called her phone and it went straight to voicemail. And so I called my dad sobbing, yep. sobbing. And I was was sobbing for like 30 minutes until I finally got a call from her that she was yep. fine. She just had to turn her phone off. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, just like, so he, no. So he, and so the way that he's acting in these interviews is like weird as fuck. It's very bizarre yeah it's bizarre behavior and so then later that night he goes into the police station again and this is where they fucking get him because this they have him take a polygraph test and this woman who's administering the polygraph test is a genius 
She like she is. She is so manipulative. She is insane. Like it's the amazing. way that she gets him to finally admit because he's like, I don't know. She's she's like she comes in there and is like immediately like. I know. She's like, I can tell that you're not a good liar. And that's a good thing because, like, you obviously wear your heart on your sleeve. And, like, she's it's like, and so, so it's really crazy. good to not be a good liar because it means you're not good at hiding things from people. Like, wouldn't you say that's true? And he's like, yeah, I mean, probably. So then he, they take the polygraph test and she's like, okay, so you failed it. Right. So, like, I'm just, like, want to know what happened because there's obviously something you're not telling us. And maybe it's because you're protecting Shanann. And so I can't believe he agreed to the polygraph. Like the thing, if you watch these videos, he thinks he's smarter than everyone. The whole time he but thinks he's that he's dumbass. He thinks he's outsmarting everyone, and it's that's narcissism. Why, like, it it's pure narcissism because like that's why when you watch it, like he's like smirking half the time. Like mm-hmm. he's like answering questions in this news thing, and they're like, "What? How do you feel?" And he's like. Uh, you know, and he's smiling. It's bizarre. And it's, it's like, yeah. it, like, and the, that smile is like, it's cl- like he's getting away with something. Right. He's like, I'm outsmarting all these people. I'm going to get away with this. Like, they're, I'm playing the part so well. And like, it's right. like he has no, he, no. he doesn't have any inclination of like what he actually looks like. No. Um, because he's a narcissist. Right. So this woman gets basically, and the way that she does this, like kind of seems fucked up if you don't realize what she's doing. But what she does is gets him to... She leads him to a place of like, well, Shanann was crazy, right? I mean, she yeah. there's a, literally a point in there where she goes, you know, chicks are crazy. She says those exact words. I know. She's like, women are crazy. I, You seem like a really nice guy, a, a family man. Maybe you're trying to protect your family. So she gets him to say, she's like, maybe she was hurting the kids. Was she hurting the kids and you stopped it? And he was like, yeah. So basically, so he doesn't say anything. He's like kind of broken down at this point. Yeah. They send the dad into the room. That's what kills me. I can't watch they send that. His father into the He's room. Like, you kill those babies. Yeah. Do you kill those babies? And I'm like, ah. His father, like his father, the the way that you can see his father reacting to this, like actually like puts into perspective how he should be reacting because right. like his father seems like a normal person. His father's like, what happened? Can you tell me? And he goes. I, I hurt I hurt her because she was hurting the kids. He like buys this woman's line. And what she's doing isn't trying to frame Shanann. She's just no. trying to get him to admit that he killed her so and tell him where the bodies are so that right. they can find it and prove that he did all of it. Mm-hmm. Like she's not doing right, going in there. They'll be able to tell. Yeah. They're gonna like she knows that he that Shanann didn't kill these kids, but she's like, the only way that I can make it okay for him to kill to have killed her is if she was the one hurting the babies. Right. So the dad goes in there and he admits it to the dad and the dad is like starts sobbing immediately. So sad. And like I'm like and that's how you react when you find out your family member is dead. That's how right. you react when right. you find out your your grandchildren are dead and that your your daughter-in-law has been killed because you know even if he did I don't think he believed him either. No. But like Probably wanted to. And then he tells them what happened. So after all this, he finally admits basically what actually happened, mm-hmm. which is um what I've been able to piece together with this too, because I'm sure he makes it seem like a bunch of whatever. She comes home. I believe she probably started to have that argument with him, like tr- tried to call him out. He gets really angry. He killed her. Um, then he, the his older daughter came into the room and asked, what's wrong with mommy? And then he killed her. And then... Like, how do you, how do you get from, like... I, I still haven't really figured out if it, if it was premeditated. Like, it, I know that it was premeditated in some fashion, but, like, was it really premeditated that he was going to do it then or did it 
kind of just happened. I feel like he just kind of snapped. Because I feel like if it was premeditated, I mean, I would hope that it would be a little bit better planned out than this. Because it's just a fucking I think so, too. I think he had, I bet you he had, like, mulled the idea over. Yeah, I'm sure he had. But at what point do you then choose to also kill your children? Well, and when it's, like, maybe she walks in and he, he probably didn't even, like, consider them. Right. You know, he was just so right. angry at his wife. I guarantee he didn't. I, I mean, I, we can hope that he. I would hope. I hope he wasn't planning to kill his children. Right. I mean, maybe that's giving him too much of the benefit of the doubt, How though. Do you, I, I don't even. Let's not go there. So he kills both of the daughters. He loads them all up into the truck. He drives them out to the oil fields where he works. He puts each daughter in a different oil tanker, which is fucking awful. Like, insane. Like, what? It's insane. Like, people were going to find them. And he buries Shanann in a shallow grave out there. Right. Like, there would be some That's problem. why I don't think he had this super planned. No, no. Because there's much better ways to dispose of bodies. There's much right. better... Like, this is just, like, a fucking mess. Right. Um, or and, a very not smart man. And I mean, he is a clearly... He's just, like, a fucking dumb frat bro, is what he seems like to yeah. me. He's, like, a 40... Or, like, late 30-year-old frat bro who's, like, out of his prime. His life didn't turn out the way he wanted it. He's found this younger woman that, like, wants to fuck him. And now he's decided that, like, that's what he wants his life to be instead. So he murdered his children. And you can watch him be a fucking shady-ass dude on camera and watch him confess and watch the way, like, watch the brilliant way that the police work this case because honestly like I definitely have talked a lot of shit about police in my day and like living in Chicago they deserve it in a lot of ways like for the racism and other stuff but like I mean these cop the cop did a really good job and all the investigators did a really good job I think that they really this is like a triumph of police work yeah. this case they did and a really like, good they job they really nailed, knocked it out of the park and thank god for the, that police officer who was there thank god for that friend thank god for that neighbor who had the security camera like All of this shit. Did they give him a plea deal if he led them to the bodies? Or did he just do it on his own? He did it on his own because he said that she had killed them. And then he just, like, didn't want... He didn't want people to know that, like, that's the type of monster that she was. So he got rid of the bodies. And it's like, okay, dude. And so then you were, like, acting really... So then when you were saying all that stuff, you were trying to protect her when you were, like... Being like, I don't know where she... Right. It's just like, all, it's just all fucking like, bullshit. We know. we know. It's complete bullshit. We know. So that is the story. I'm just going to end it there because I've been talking yeah. for a long time. That's the fucking story of Chris Watson. There's an ID channel special coming out and next week. And it's still week. going on. Did he, has he gotten sentenced yet? Two days ago, Chris Watts' girlfriend provided authorities with bombshell information during investigation of his missing family. Ooh. There's, oh. So this is an ongoing investigation. Yeah. This happened like... Not even a year ago. Not even a year ago. So anyway, that's the story of Chris Watts. That is a wild ride. It is a wild ride. It is. The the craziest, that's that's the thing. It's 2018 and all this shit is captured. Yeah. And that's like, if you think that you're going to get away with something like this. You're not. You're probably not because like every single. You're not. I mean, like think of even like Jussie Smollett. Security footage. Right. It's everywhere. If you live in even like a slightly populated city or place, even if you live right. in the suburbs like Chris Watts, your neighbors have cameras. Your neighbors have doorbell cameras. Like everyone has a camera. You're always on camera. Your phone is listening to you. Right. You're not going to get away with it. And that's the sad thing, you Unless know. Unless you're rich. Right. And that's it's and like it in the same vein, like 
if police want to catch the killer, they can usually catch the killer. Yeah. So if, uh, unfortunately, when people get murdered and they don't really care. Yeah, they don't. They don't really investigate. But yeah. things like this, beautiful white couple mm-hmm. in a gorgeous mansion yeah. with the perfect family. But for example, literally on my block... Three days ago, two people were shot, and they have not caught the person that did no. it. And they won't. Even they won't. though I'm sure that there's doorbell cameras. I'm sure that there's... Right. Secu- like, they're not going to take a- the time to investigate No, they're not going to take... Because it was gang-related, and it was two black kids, and like they don't care. Right. They literally don't care. And, and so it that's the breaks thing. my fucking heart. Like This yeah. is like the place where I take Nella to go pee around mm-hmm. the corner from my house. Yeah. And that's where they got shot. Yep. And it's like... It's, it's again, it's that thing of, like, if people want something bad enough, mm-hmm. they'll make it happen. Yep. So, in that same vein, um, I'm going to be doing a murder by someone named Stephen McDaniel. Now, when Caroline was telling me about him, because we were talking about basically people who incriminate themselves on, on camera. camera. And and their, their, their bizarre behavior just sends so many red flags mm-hmm. to the authorities. And she sent me this one about Stephen McDaniel. She's like, what about this guy? And I, like, watched it. And the funny thing was is... The more research I went into it, the more I remember hearing about mm-hmm. this one. Because I remember hearing about some of the details in it and being like, holy shit. Yeah. So this is the story of Stephen McDaniels. I'll just I'll just start from the beginning. So this happened in 2011. So again, not that long ago. Yeah. And s- still, I mean, now there's even more cameras than right. there were then. <laughs> yep. So in June 2011, 27-year-old Lauren Giddings was living in Macon, Georgia, And she was uh, a law student. She was preparing for the bar exam along with um, all of the other students. All of the students who were preparing for the bar exam lived in the same apartment complex um, at their university. Um, She was smart. She had a bright future ahead of herself. She was not that it matters, but she was beautiful. Um, And she was really well liked. She just happened to be just a normal girl who people really liked. Again, all of these kids lived in the same apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And one of the people who was in her apartment complex was her neighbor, Stephen McDaniels. She goes missing. They can't find her anywhere. Her apartment was locked. So what happened was is she missed class. Yeah. And no one could find her. So they went to find her in her apartment. And the door was locked. So they got the master key and they went in. And she wasn't there. They couldn't find her. So... Basically, long story short, they started searching for her. Mm-hmm. And let me backtrack a little bit. Giddings and McDaniel had been neighbors for a few years. He'd shown interest in her. Um, he'd asked her out a few times. She very politely declined because she had a boyfriend. Yeah. Here's the fucked up part. She goes missing. They can't find her. They start searching. They get dogs. And... There's like they smell her stuff, you know, mm-hmm. as per usual. And they search campus, they search it a bunch, and they still can't find her. And finally, for some reason, on like the third and final search, they get a hit on something. And it's in trash cans by the apartment. They open them up and they find pieces of a body. I can't believe they didn't smell that earlier. Mm-hmm. I can't believe well, it took three times. Right. They. It was, I guess it was further away down yeah. the complex. Okay, and they so were just it wasn't looking like for, the trash cans yeah. right outside. The reason that they were like, holy shit, let's get on this, she's missing, is because her car was in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And 
No one had heard from her. Her boyfriend hadn't heard from her. Her friends hadn't heard from her. Her family. She, her family. Yeah. No one could get a hold of her. Nothing. And she was about to take the bar. Like, she you was, don't skip class. Yep. You That's don't, why like, they were so concerned. Because she was like, it, I th- I could be making this up as I do with a lot of things. But she was either days or weeks away from the yeah. exam. And it was very strange behavior. No one had heard from her. No one could get a yeah. hold of her on anything. So they were like, let's, you know, sniff this out. Whatever. And I'm, whatever. I like so, always so. wonder what the behavior, like... What it would take for, like, people to be like, oh, Caroline's missing. Right. It'd be like, she didn't post any stories today on Instagram. I think it would be... No pictures of Nella whatsoever. Or no one... I bet you if some... If... I think what it takes is when multiple people try to get a hold of you. Yeah. And then you're not answering. And and when... When the people, I think... Because I was thinking about this, too, when I was doing this research. I think it comes down to, like, if Emily didn't know where I was... And then none of my other friends or my parents could get a hold of me. Who else would I be with? Yeah. I wouldn't be alone. Yeah. My car is still here. Yeah. And I'm with no one that knows me. Yeah. There's the problem. That is an issue. That's the problem. So, okay. McDaniel asks this girl out a few times. She was polite. She said, no, I have a boyfriend, whatever, whatever, and was always kind to him. Mm Mm-hmm. But on the morning of June 26, 2011, McDaniel entered Giddens' apartment without, like, telling her, with a master key to the complex. Why the fuck did he have a master key to the complex? He stole it. Great. Awesome. So she was sleeping, um, and he was standing above her, like, with a mask on above her bed. She shouted at him to get out, and at that point, he wrestled her to the floor. Giddens was able to get his mask off, so she saw who it was. He gained control and then just strangled her to death. So it wasn't a very long altercation. Um, there was no like sexual. Oh, that was probably what he was planning on doing. Right, but that's not but what then happened. She saw him. She and saw he him. Was like I have to kill you. Yes. So I think that was my guess too. <sighs> that he was gone. Like, you know, that he was going to do something to her. Yeah. God only knows. And then he. She saw him and that, he had like, to strangle her. That's like the Golden State Killer level of like terror mm-hmm. of like waking up with so, a masked person over yes. your bed. Like there's yes. nothing. I mean, there's a lot of scary things that are scarier than that. But that's like one of those like primal fear things for me where like, I don't know. I think. Yeah, there's nothing. Like, I was just talking about this with my coworkers. They're like, because I sleep with a pair of shoes next to my bed and I'll never sleep naked because I'm terrified yeah. that I'm going to have to like jump out a window. Yep. So this is very disturbing. So just so everybody knows, um, he dragged her body to the bathtub. He ended up leaving, but then he came back with a hacksaw. (gasps) Yeah. And um, all right. If you want to know, he completely dismembered her body. So he cut off her head, her arms and legs. Yeah. Yeah. And then he one by one wrapped them up in bags and put them in different garbage cans around the complex and then came back and cleaned up the crime scene so then here's the fucking craziest part so that's what happened that night the next morning that's when they're searching for her no she didn't show up to class no one can get a hold of her her apartment is locked they get into her apartment she's not there her phone's there yada 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 it's the story of where the fuck is this girl yeah so here's the crazy part cameras go to campus as they do and they start interviewing people and they're like did you know her blah 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 this that and the other this girl is missing whatever and this is the craziest part and you can watch this online they're interviewing mcdaniel he is 
for all intents and purposes, very bizarre. Um, not even because of his hair. He has very big, fluffy f- hair. He just, like, seems like that nerdy dude that, like, has asked you out a couple times. Right. <laughs> like, he right. Just, that like, you, apparently, you need to be nice to because they'll murder you. Yeah. So. Or even if you are nice to them, they'll still murder you. They'll still murder you. You just you. have to sleep with them and, like, become their girlfriend. That's and, right. And then they'll murder you when you try to leave. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. correct. Um, so... He and what's funny is his mother later said that they were trying to pin this on him because of his hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, a little background on McDaniel. He was apparently had a relatively normal childhood, except for the fact that he was raised in an extremely religious family. And so the mother was in complete denial and was like, My baby, you know, he it's because of his hair. And so he I, I told him not to have that devil's haircut. <laughs> I told him only Jesus can pull it off. Oh, Nella's wagging her tail. You're not she a likes that. like Jesus was. It doesn't work for you. She likes Lawyers it. don't have hair like that. Which is crazy because I... Come to find out, like, he wasn't even in classes anymore. There's some, like, information different. There's some yeah. differing information. There always so is. So he gets on this interview, and they're interviewing him. And he's like, oh, I don't... I don't... She's just the nicest. And he does not shut the fuck up. Yeah, he can continuously talks talks about her and he knows things about her that like why would you know that like oh well she sent this email to this person at this time saying she was going to go here at this time why would you know that and the interviewer kind of is like Hmm. how do you know that and he was like oh well my friend pulled it up on her computer when we were looking for her this morning so it was like it was like weird stuff this is where it gets weird the interviewer just says kind of casually it's pretty casual. It's pretty casual. She says something along the lines of, well, the body was found in trash cans, you know, and his face is like, the what? The body? The the body? And, like, I'm surprised someone hasn't remixed it for Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, I'm sure somebody has. I mean, should we? Yes. Um So he, like, he just feigns shock in the most bizarre, I would say... I honestly think that he, I don't know if he has like an Asperger situation or I, I teach kids with autism. So my brain kind of always goes there. Yeah. I think he's just a weirdo. Yeah. And I hate to say that because weirdos are cool too. Like, fuck yeah. You know, we're all weirdos. But he seems like he was like obsessed with like medieval chain mail. Like that was his hobby. And so he like feigns this like shock and it's like, I, I, I think I need to sit down. I, th- I think I need to sit down. And goes and, like, sits down. And the interviewer even says, like, we don't know if it's her. Yeah. Which and, is, like, okay, it's somebody else's body. Right. Uh, not and the person that's missing. he, like, he... So because of his behavior, the cops are, like, holy shit. Yeah. We, like, we need to get him in for questioning. So he... The, you can see his interview as well in the in the interrogation room and he acts... I haven't seen that. I need to watch it. Oh that. my God. Watch it. It's like... It is... He continues to act so bizarre. This is the... And, and when I watched the interrogation, that's when I remembered this one. Yeah. Because I actually think that um, a really old episode of Sword and Scale did this. Mm. And I remember the interview because he just keeps going, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. And he's like catatonic and just staring at the wall. And that's the only thing he repeats over and over again is, I, I don't, I don't know. That's all he says. So, so he, um, 
He's chugging water. They keep giving him water. He keeps saying, I don't know. He refuses the lie detector test. They are like, holy shit. So they go and check out his apartment. Mm -hmm. Here's a list of the things they find in his apartment. Packaging for a hacksaw. Interesting. Lauren Giddings underwear. Oh, that's normal. A master key to the apartment complex. Cool. A camera taped to a pole that they got the footage from and he was using it to spy on her days <gasps> leading up to. Are you fucking serious? No, he had it up. Like, you can see it too. They show, they'll show it on YouTube. He, like, taped a camera to a pole and was watching her in between her blinds of her apartment days leading up to the... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. All yep. I knew about this was that he was like on tape. Yeah. Like in the police, in- or not the police interview, the uh, news interview. Yep. And so they found the saw in a storage closet in the apartment complex and the DNA came back that it matched Lauren's yeah. DNA. Yeah. As it um, would. Yeah. Yeah. The underwear also matched her DNA. Um, and so using this footage and, and looking at um, all of the... Stuff that he had on his computer, which I can go into a little bit too, um, he was stalking her. Yeah. He was absolutely stalking her. What did her. he have on his computer? He had, he had like Googled things like, um, like how to commit the perfect murder. Um, oh, also, so he was trying to kill so, her. He so, probably was Like trying- how to get, like the, per- or, no, 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 I'm sorry, I take that back. Oh, he, he probably was, Googled that He was asking people um, what would be their way to commit the perfect murder. Like he was talking to classmates about it. Like, he had talked to classmates about it. Was it after he killed her or before? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's wild. Yeah. That's... So, the the part that's... So, he ends up... He tries to pin it on, like, the super of the building um, and say that... So, the super put all the stuff in his... So, the super apparently framed him. Oh, okay. Um, You know, all that stuff. But, um... They're like, did the super do that interview that was so sketchy that we right. took you in for questioning? Exactly. Because it's, I don't think that that was him. It's insane. So he ends up pleading guilty in a plea deal in exchange for not being put to death. So he doesn't get the death penalty. He confesses all of it. Wow. He confesses every single detail. All, part of the deal also included dropping his burglary charges. And brace yourself. He apparently, on his computer, had some of the most vile child pornography that anyone has ever seen. And he got that dropped? And he got it dropped. What? I mean, he's life in prison, right? Like, he's there forever. So he got, um, he was sentenced to life in parole, but he is, or he was sentenced to life in prison, but will be eligible eligible for parole in 2041. I'm assuming that they're going to deny, it's because, I think it's because of the fucking plea deal. Way too deep into this wormhole, but you can see the video of him being sentenced and the judge is like, you had some of the most vile child pornography that I have ever seen in my life. Like, where, like, it kind of came out of left field. Yeah. Like, what? Like, he, and he doesn't talk about that ever. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. So, but that's very confusing to me. Like, that doesn't add up to me. No, I don't know where that fits in. But I guess that just shows, like, somebody that it has some problems. Right. Like, has some issues. And is clearly, I I feel like a lot of that, I mean, I'm not going to say that any of that stems from being super religious, but I feel like growing up in, like, a very, very, very religious home when you have weird ideas about sexuality, you have weird ideas about punishment around sexuality, you probably, like, something might have happened to him as a child. There's a lot of shit shit that, like, you don't realize like feeds into like who you become as an adult and like if you have some problems already like 
you don't know what the fuck is gonna no and the thing that's so scary about that is like everybody knows like most women know that dude know that exact dude you know yeah He's a little bit harmless. creepy, but a little creepy. He's a little creepy. A little he's weird. asked you out a bunch of times. He's like super into something really weird that you're not interested in, like medieval chain armor yeah. or child porn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, and like, and it's just like, you can't win in that situation because like even being nice to him, like she was, it doesn't work. Like all that, all that you can do, like, there's no way to win. Like you can't no. like you and you don't know. And that's the thing. And like, you never know. Like, that's the thing that's like. You don't know that with any dude. Like you don't. any guy on the tra- a guy who asks for your number on the train, like what happens Could, if you say no? Is he th- gonna freak out at you? Is he gonna start stalking you? Like Yeah. And it's it's you know, and I think it's important to note that let's say he did have a shitty childhood and he was abused. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. There's still no excuse because I know plenty of people who've had horrible, shitty fucking childhoods and they don't end up monsters. No. And like you can, having a shitty childhood is an excuse to have like anxiety issues and depression. It is not an excuse to murder people. No. It's not an excuse to rape people and it's not an excuse to start looking up vile, awful child porn. No. Like there's no excuse for any of that stuff. Like nothing bad enough could have possibly happened to you in your life that like that could be excuse. No, absolutely not. So, to wrap this up, from then until now, he's been using his barely law degree. He doesn't even have a law degree. Oh my god, of course he He's is. to craft some sort of appeal for himself. Yeah. Um, although he's not a lawyer as he did not sit for the bar in Georgia and having waived most of his rights to appeal during the plea process, he has been writing appeals on his own behalf. His first appeal, well, his most recent appeal I should say, because I don't know if it was his first... Um, was denied in November 2018. So Good. not that long ago. So it was denied. Um, how many does he get? Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. But he's still trying to say, and his mother are still trying to say course. that it was the custodian. Wow. Or the the um, super. Yeah, custodian. I work in a school. Um, yeah. And so he, you guys, the if video. you are even remotely interested in true crime, I know this wasn't super spooky. It was definitely more true. But I feel like we do like a once a month yeah. true crime situation. Yeah. And usually um, it's when I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, murder. Uh, murder. <laughs> um, watch these videos. They're fucked. They're fucked. And even, you don't have to watch anything with the trials or anything with the interrogations, but at least watch the videos of them acting so strangely. And it's not that thing of like, oh, people are grieving weird. It's, it's over. Yeah. It's overacting. Yeah. When you don't even know. And it's like, the reason I think that I like watching this kind of shit, even though it fucks me up and makes me have horrible nightmares, is because like... I want to know what that looks like. Like, I don't I, I want know. To know how many times in my life I've interacted with somebody who's been lying Probably a million. that badly about yeah. something. And like, I, I like, I'm not always like the best judge of character, I think, with people. Like, I give people the benefit of the doubt oh, a lot. I'm the opposite. Like, I like, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. And I will walk the, the other older way. I've gotten, the better I am about yeah. that. But like, I will say like, sometimes I'll be like, okay, well, this person just seems like, like, especially if it's someone in my life that I'm like, that I don't necessarily know right. very well, but I'm like, right. this person seems like, but just knowing, like, just looking at the signs and like their body language and like how I'm like, I feel like it's just important to watch stuff like this. So yeah, that you know especially what to as a look woman. For. Yeah. 
So you know, yeah. like, is this person, like, being shady and gonna lie to me, or is he just, like, nervous? I know. Like, it is hard. I know. It is hard. I forgot about this, but, um... The other day when I was getting my nails done, this is the second time I've gotten my nails done at this particular salon. And the first time I was there, the sweet woman owner was like, oh, I'm so sorry when I walked in because I was the only one in there. I went like midday. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And like went to go turn something off of Netflix. And it happened to be the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nope, leave it on. And she was like, she was like, my husband hates it when I watch stuff like this. And so I went to go get my nails done. And this time she had on forensic files. But there were like a bunch of people in the salon this time. And everyone was like, we love it here. And and it was an episode where the guy, it was, I was like, oh my God, that's what Caroline and I are going to fucking do. It was an episode where... This guy gets a phone call that their trailer is on fire and he starts to scream and like lose his mind about his wife being dead. But the person on the phone didn't say anything about his wife being home or being there or being dead. Yeah. So that's the first thing he jumps to because he knows. And he was like, oh my God. And it was like, bitch, I got you. We got you. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I know. I was like, ah! It was, this was an old one, but it was really, really good. I love Forensic Files. When I was in Vegas last month, there was like a, cha- there's always a channel in every hotel room that plays nothing but Forensic yes, Files. Yes, absolutely. And like, or Law and Order. It is fantastic. And so I just, every time I would like, because I was there for work and so I couldn't drink and I was working like 14, 15 hour days. Yeah. And by so the time just... I was off, like all my coworkers were already at dinner and had done stuff because I was doing video stuff. Aww. So I like didn't. So I just would, I went to a dispensary. And I your nightcap was and forensic files. And I walked files. around by myself. I walked around Vegas for hours by myself. Aww. Hi. But no, it was amazing. <laughs> no, was... I know. I'm like living for it. <laughs> It was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is the weirdest city. And then I would go home and watch Forensic Files super high. Yeah, absolutely. After that experience. I love it. Humanity, man. What are are we doing here? What's happening? What is this? Speaking of, what have you been watching? And if you hear that noise, that slapping sound, I am literally, I cannot help myself. I am just patting this pit bull on the belly. It's my dog's belly. And I am just obsessed with her belly. Her smooth little belly. It's kind of pink. It's kind of white. I love it. Sadie's so fluffy that I can't pat her belly. She's so hot. She's so warm. She's so, I know. I we was, had to turn the air conditioner off because for the recording. I was like, <laughs> I was texting Jace another, on another one of my business trips last month and was like, man, I just miss you and Nell, and like Nella's hot little body. And I yeah. meant like warm. Yeah. And he was like, don't call our dog's body hot. Like <laughs> hot little body. Why would her you little like, hot body. I was like, I didn't mean it like that, but she's really cute. I just meet her warm. Warm little hand. Warm little bud. Yeah. Um, I have been watching uh, Good Omens. Okay. On um Prime. Is it good? Is it's it good? Very good. Is that the one with um David Tennant, Michael Sheen? Yes, John Michael Sheen. Hamm. Okay. Is it worth the watch? Because I it yes. looked really good. Yeah, it's super good. Okay. You, you haven't read the book? No. It's a. I mean, it's very. It's a great adaptation of that. Book. Okay. It's fucking. All right. It's, it's like. Did you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I did. It's like that, but a show. Okay. Like it's yeah, very, I'm definitely it into has that. that very irreverent British humor. Yeah. And it's very silly and weird, and like it just works super fucking well. And both of those actors are like amazing, and they play up like in the book. Their relationship is like pretty platonic. In this, it seems like they're moving towards a gay relationship. Oh, happy Pride! It is Pride Month, and we are here. Speaking of gay relationships, did you fucking watch The Perfection? No. 
I don't even I haven't even heard of it. What is it? Uh, it is um on Netflix right now. It's new. Um it's with the chick from Get Out. Yes. And yeah. girls. Yeah. I don't want to give it like I literally can't even explain it. It's like seven it's like four movies within a movie. I saw I'm pretty sure now that you're saying that it's her, I saw a trailer for it. The trailer leads you in a very different direction than the movie. It's Grace loved it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. The ending I was like but it's still excellent. Is it weird? Like, what is it? Like, single white female type? It's that. It's got so many twists. Okay. But the trailer leads you to believe that it's a single white female yeah, situation. Yeah, that's how I... Which, by the way, I saw way too young and I fucking love that movie. Um, uh, What else? Obviously, I'm just binging Friends because... Game of Thrones is over. Yeah. And so I've just lost my way. How did you, how did you, did you guys already talk about the end of Game of Thrones? I talked about it a little bit on my solo podcast. Um, I still, don't fucking at me, Game of Thrones is the greatest show of all time. That's fair. They could, my critique was that they could have, they should have done it in 10 episodes. Yeah. They should have done like two more seasons, honestly. Yep. They, they shouldn't have ended it the way it ended. I thought they rushed it. That's my only yeah. critique. Fuck you guys, it's the best show of all time. I wasn't mad about what happened. I was just annoyed about, like, how the fuck did we get here? Right. It was rushed. Yeah. It was rushed. Um, I've also been watching... What else did we watch? The Perfection? Yeah, The Perfection, I think. Was that, was that a horror movie? Is it, like... It's horror, drama, kind of sci-fi-y. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, oh, I started... <laughs> Uh, I started watching Lucifer on Netflix, and it is the worst show of all time, but I am still watching it. And every time Jace comes into the room, because he watched the first couple episodes with me, and we were like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, it's probably going to get better. And it, like, no, it's just, like, it's just, like, Lucifer is sexually harassing people and, like, doing dumb, and just, like, it's, but I think the reason that I like it is because the girl in it is, like, so beautiful, and I'm just like, she's so amazing. Um, oh, we watched Happy Death Day to You. Oh, is that the second one? Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. Oh, that's a bummer. It was so bad. Um, oh, and we saw Ma. Oh, is that good? <sighs> no! I want to see it and I want it to be good. We were deciding to see that or Booksmart mm-hmm. and we ended up going with Ma. I want to see Booksmart. I've heard I do really too. Good I've heard it was it. really good. Um, Ma was good up until the end. Oh. And then the end, you're like, what the fuck? Oh. One of those. It was yeah. one of those. But it was a twist movie. But you know what came back today that I've got to watch? Season three of A Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, I didn't watch season two because it was too much. I it I was read a all lot. The recaps of it. Like this is what I did with Game of Thrones too. I didn't watch it until season five, but I read every single recap. Yeah. So I knew what was going on. And it's then I a lot. started watching it. With Handmaid's Tale, I read the recap of the first two episodes and was like, oh, I don't think I can watch this. It was a so lot. So I just read all the recaps. Yeah. It, I would say it's worth a watch. I might. I just feel like there's so many other things that don't make me want to kill myself. I know. The ending, <laughs> I was like, ugh. The ending is hard to watch. Yeah, because she like runs back and so, yeah. yeah. And you're no. like, are you fucking no. kidding me? It's a hard it's I know. A hard it's a hard, yeah. It's it's rough. Black Mirror. I know. I Does wanna... that come back tonight? I don't know. Miley. I think it does. Killing so it. I'm pretty stoked about that. So I'm sure I'm going to be watching that. I did like Bandersnatch. I was a fan. I loved Bandersnatch. 
It People was, were very, like, critical of it. And I was like, dude, that shit was fucking I, awesome. I wish that they would do that with more stuff. Like, I would watch a romantic yeah. comedy like that. Like, it's Hell just, like, yeah. a super lazy video game. I'm yeah. way too lazy for actual video games other than The Sims because I'm just basically building my dream house. But, like, I, like, that's, the Bandersnatch was perfect because all I had to do was click a button. I know. And then, I loved it. Speaking of romantic comedies, we just, for funsies, watched, um. Always Be My Maybe. Yes! But I was going to say, um, isn't it romantic? We finally watched that, which was adorable. Watch it immediately. But yeah, we watched Always Be My Maybe. I fucking loved it. It looks... Rem- I haven't seen it yet. Watch it immediately. Ali Wong is an angel from heaven that everybody deserves. I love Ali Wong. I know. She's perfect. All right, TV. kids. Murder. Murder. TV. Uh, don't incriminate yourself on a fucking just camera. Don't, just don't kill don't people. Don't murder. Just don't kill Don't people. murder. It's, and then you won't have a reason to incriminate yourself Right. On it's camera. Pride Month. Let's, you know, let's just keep it... If you're going to murder people, let's just keep it to straights. Yeah. Go back. Hey, let's make this a drinking game. Go back and every time we say it's Pride Month this episode, take a shot. That's a great idea. It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. Uh, we will uh, see you guys soon. Hear from you soon. What the fuck ever. Um, follow us on Instagram. My handle has changed. I've decided to keep it as Ellie McCabe one so y'all get used to it. Uh, Ghoul Gang Podcast on Instagram. Ghoul Gang Pod 666 on Twitter, which we're not very active on, so sorry about that. And Coraline Maria on Instagram and Coraline X Maria on Twitter, which I have not also been very active on recently. But, you know, sometimes I pop in to talk some shit and then I pop back out. <laughs> so follow me and read that article about multi-level marketing. I'm going to read it. In October, because that shit is fucked. I'm excited about it. So, um, kids, adults, humans, creep it real, dogs, creep it real, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Ah!